Hi everyone, this is exciting. This is a new type of episode that I decided to try out today where I'm going to be eating lunch while discussing what's on my mind recently and I'm gonna call it eat with me. So if you wanna grab a snack and listen and eat or if you wanna wait until your next meal to listen, please go ahead. I'm hoping for this to become a somewhat reoccurring thing And let me just quickly talk through my inspiration behind it. So I am someone who, when I'm eating, I feel like I need to have some sort of noise around me, which is not great, you know? I'm like, I need to scroll on my phone, watch YouTube or watch TV or listen to a podcast, like, or read. I just cannot sit or talk to people. I just cannot sit there and eat in silence. I I don't know what it is. My attention span just cannot handle it. So I decided like, why don't I create something for other people to be able to listen to while they're eating so that maybe they feel less alone? Because the other thing is I kind of grew up eating alone. Okay, my cat is here. I'm not sure I understand. Okay, shut up. Okay, sorry. You know, growing up, family dinner was not really much of a thing for us because everyone had very different schedules. So especially in high school when I was older, everyone in my family would eat at different times. My mom liked to eat dinner really early or what I considered early at like five o'clock. My dad would come home late at nine, even 10 sometimes. And I was somewhere in between six or seven. And so I would often eat alone. You know, right now I'm eating alone as well. My mom is out to lunch. My dad is at work. I'm on my gap year. I thought other people might be in similar situations to me. And while I don't dislike eating alone, sometimes I just feel like I want to talk to someone. So here we are. And so I'm hoping to try something new here where traditionally eating videos are posted on YouTube. Primarily these eating videos focus on the visual aspect because obviously you want to look at the food and you want to watch them eat. But I want to transform or try to transform the eating video into something that is digestible, no pun intended, as a podcast or audio snippet as well. Let me just get into it, otherwise I'm gonna keep on doing this intro forever. Let me just tell you what we have today for our lunch. Unfortunately, I already ate like half of it before starting this because I got the idea in the middle of eating. So right now all I have left are vegetables. Nonetheless, I'm going to describe those vegetables to all you listeners out there and show it to the camera for anyone viewing the video. So I realize for those who can see it, it looks a little bit unappetizing. I promise it actually tastes really good because I had this last night as well. We have pumpkin and this is not the traditional like orange Halloween pumpkin you might be familiar with. This is the type, I don't know what it's called, but it's, you know, dark green on the outside and yellowish on the inside and you can just steam it. That's usually what I do. You can steam the pumpkin and it tastes really good. I'm sure they have it at most grocery stores. It's a pretty small pumpkin, but yeah, um, here's one vegetable slash starch. I don't know what food group pumpkin goes into, honestly. And the next vegetable we have is this flat bean. It's sort of like a green bean, but it's just flatter. 
if that makes any sense. And next we have okra. I love okra personally. Um, I don't even know how to define it, but it's a green vegetable and inside is a little bit slimy and it has seeds in it but it tastes like really good. I personally love the texture. And lastly, we have this Chinese carrot. I don't know the American word for it. I only know the Chinese, but it's not your traditional type of carrot that, you know, is orange and then it has the green leaves coming out of it. This one, it's sort of, it looks like a potato, but it tastes different from both a carrot and a potato. Apparently it's good for your stomach and your digestion, which is why my mom bought it because I've been having some stomach issues. If you listen to my lessons from 2022 episode, you'll know that my gallbladder was infected at one point and since then I've kind of not had a great appetite and I get full extremely easily, which is why I've been trying to eat slower because eating slower is good for you just regardless. And I've always been someone who eats really fast. That's the other thing. So I have to consume media while I'm eating. And I also have to eat quickly. Like I either have to be chewing or in the middle of putting something in my mouth. It's not a great habit because I end up stuffing myself really full. So hopefully recording this episode can help me eat slower as well because I'll be talking in between. And then I also have some dessert, I guess. First, well, this is not really a sweet thing, but I have these Himalayan pink salt lentil chips. I got these at like a local grocery store, but I have seen them just randomly around. You can also order them on online, I believe, but they're so good. That's pretty much all I want to say about it. You know, when you think of like lentils, you think of gross, it's like a healthy vegetable, but this tastes absolutely nothing like lentils. So these chips are rectangular shaped and they have ridges, sort of like ruffles, but they are better for you than the traditional chip, I believe. Um, let me take a look at the ingredients. So this is primarily made out of lentil flour and I also really like the packaging and there are four grams of protein per serving. Let me see how much a serving is. Okay, one serving is 16 chips, which is pretty good. That's a pretty good amount. And yeah, four grams of protein because these are made from lentils, which are a protein source. So great product, excited to have these. I have these after like every single meal. And then I have dried fruit, specifically dried peaches. Oh, sorry, dried white nectarines and these are so good. I also have this cookie in there from a brand called Urban Remedy from Whole Foods. And this cookie has been, I know it's like, it looks like I took a bite out of it, but I actually just broke it in half, I promise. Um, it's a chocolate chip cookie, but it's, I don't know, made with almond flour, I think. I just tried this out once because I liked the packaging. I'm a sucker for good packaging. And it's actually really good. So Urban Remedy, Whole Foods, potentially other stores. And it's not too sweet, which is also good because I actually, I used to be a huge sweet tooth person and now I'm very sensitive to sugar. So I can't really have things that are too sweet, but you gotta love nature's candy. So here's one of the white dried nectarines. These are just so good. They're, they are very sweet, but they taste really good. And the great thing about this dried fruit is it doesn't have any ingredients besides the fruit itself. 
If you are someone who buys dried fruit, next time check the ingredients list to see if it has sulfur or sulfur dioxide added to it because I never knew this, but apparently that's something they add sort of as a preservative to help maintain the color or the look. So I try to avoid buying dried fruit with any other ingredients besides the fruit itself. I feel like I've said the word fruit so many times, um, yeah, these nectarines don't have sulfur, so that's pretty cool. And then I have my water. This is warm water, actually. I've been recently drinking more warm water because drinking cold things just makes my stomach feel kind of bad. Like I said, I have a very sensitive stomach now. But yeah, hot water hits different, honestly. It's it's good for you, you know, to feel warm on your insides. And I've been enjoying that recently. So stay hydrated, everyone. And without further ado, let's get into the eating. And I'm going to talk about my day so far. It is 1.13 p.m. So not much of the day has gone by, but there is stuff for me to discuss. First, I'm going to take a bite out of the pumpkin. I feel very uncomfortable eating in front of the camera and the fact that I have a microphone here that is picking up on the sounds of my chewing. I might listen to this recording and decide not to release it because of that. But new year, new me, right? This is good. This is really good. I really love steamed vegetables. So for this new year, I'm like... Steamed stuff is in, boiled stuff is out, because even though boiling is faster, I find that steamed stuff just tastes better in my opinion. It's a bit less soggy, like it hasn't fallen apart as much. Yeah, that is good. Let me talk about my day. You might know that I have been auditing some classes at Stanford since last quarter last fall. If you don't know what auditing is, it's basically just sitting in on a class without doing any of the assignments or the tests and you're not getting a grade either. Obviously, I'm not enrolled as a student at Stanford, so the only reason I'm going there is because it's the closest university to my house. The professors that I talk to, they're like, yeah, sure, you can just come in. And so... You know, it's not like I force myself to, because I'm not getting a grade, it's not like I say, I have to attend every single lecture and pay so much attention. No added pressure for me. So it's not like I was super disciplined, but it was something fun and it was a good distraction. You might know that I took this gap year because of health reasons. So I'm kind of homebound and I don't have much to do during the day. When I'm not going to the doctor or sort of figuring that stuff out, there's not much for me to do at home because I can't exercise even. I can't run. I don't even really walk much because I have some alignment issues with my hip and spine and it causes a lot of pain when I walk and a terrible headache. So really there's not much for me to do. Um, that's why I prefer, you know, doing something sedentary, like sitting in a class. Anyways, the first week of winter quarter for Stanford started Monday, this past Monday. 
And I was not aware of that, but I found out today. And so I didn't have much time to email the professors like I normally do. I just dropped into one class today called Media Psychology. It's a communications class and it looked really interesting. It actually lined up perfectly with one of the books that I'm reading right now that I'm going to talk about later. But essentially the class covers the impact of social media and the designs of social media applications and how this all affects, you know, our minds because it has a very profound effect on us, especially impressionable young people. I'm excited to learn and, you know, media psychology, doesn't that sound fun? It's very relevant, I think, to today. Taking a bite of the Chinese carrot. Oh, that's really good. Excuse me while I have a few more. Um, what else? Oh yeah, so what is the book that I'm currently reading right now? that relates to this class, Media Psychology. It is called Zucked by Robert McNamee, I think is how you say his last name. Um, this book is broadly about tech ethics, privacy when it comes to data, design ethics, algorithms, AI, social media, and it focuses on Facebook because the author is an early investor in Facebook and Google. And he was also a personal advisor for Mark Zuckerberg while the company was very young. So he kind of turned from this mentor figure into someone who was horrified and scared by the way that the company was evolving. As you probably know, in 2016, there was the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Questions brought up on the influence that Facebook had on the 2016 election, the way it was allowing people to access sensitive customer data and target specific voting groups, target ads towards those groups in order to have an influence on these voters for the election. And, you know, that's not a great summary, but that's some of the stuff he covers a lot more. You should go read the book. I'm not even done with it, but it's very interesting. I'm going to take a sip of water. Sorry. Um, yeah, so a lot of what he talks about also has to do with the way that social media platforms are designed. And that's when I sort of was inspired by the media psychology class, thinking, wow, these two sound like they're talking about roughly the same things. You know, the way that TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook are designed to keep our minds, you know, occupied and wanting more, the scrolling, the never-ending scrolling, the fact that all the videos are played on loop, right? Think about TikTok, think about YouTube, autoplay. That is all designed to keep us on the platform because that ultimately benefits and makes more money for the, the media platform. There are a lot of ethical questions that come up with this and it's overall just very, very interesting. Gonna take another bite out of the Chinese carrot. Guys, I feel like I'm doing a terrible job for my first mukbang, mukbang, however you pronounce it. Because first of all, how weird is it to have like a podcast version of a mukbang? And if this totally flops, like I'll never do it again and I'll delete the episode. But 
this could be fun, you know. I certainly would love to listen to a podcast mukbang while I'm eating. Okay, oh, I was about to say we finished the Chinese carrot. No, we didn't. One more piece. So good. Moving on to the okra. Um, let's see, what else has been on my mind? Actually, related to what we've been talking about, sort of about tech and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, what decisions these companies are making about privacy that might appall you if you found out. But because, you know, we as regular users, we don't read the terms and conditions. We don't give a second thought to it. And even if we find out our privacy is being violated, we give that up for the sake of convenience, for the sake of staying on these platforms, because socially you feel kind of isolated if you are not on Instagram or social media in general. Maybe that's not true for everyone, but at least for my age group, Gen Z, you definitely feel very out of touch with everything if you are not on social media, which sucks, you know? Let me take a bite out of this okra. Okay, I just looked up okra and known in many English speaking countries as ladies fingers or okro, very interesting, is a flowering plant in the mallow family. It has edible green seed pods. The geographical origin of okra is disputed with supporters of West African, Ethiopian, Southeast Asian and South Asian origins. Taste, what does okra taste like? Okra has a sweet, grassy flavor that takes on more depth with longer cooking and a texture that can be crisp and juicy or dense and creamy. Wow, okay, very descriptive. I'm just reading off of Google, by the way. Speaking of Google, lots of crazy things with that. Lots of crazy things with every big tech company you can think of. This article is called How to Cook Okra That Tastes Great and Isn't Slimy by the Washington Post. Excuse me, I personally like the slime. Thank you very much, but everyone is entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. Just kidding. Um, free speech. Sorry I keep getting so sidetracked. I'm bouncing between okra and these different like tech topics, but I'm really enjoying Zucked, a book that I have finished that is also about what goes on behind the scenes of tech, but more on the work culture side, I suppose. And it's an amazing read. It's literally one of my favorite books. I think I read it a few years ago, but it still comes to mind for me. It's called Brotopia, and it's by Emily Chang, who is a journalist and a producer of Bloomberg Technology. She is awesome. Not just saying that because we share the same first name, but that's pretty cool too. She wrote this book, and it's essentially about, I'm going to quote her because this is another snippet that appears on the, on the front cover, breaking up the boys club of Silicon Valley. Now, as we all know, tech is a very male dominated field. It has been getting a little bit more diverse, obviously, in recent years. But if I'm not mistaken, I looked it up recently and this year women represent 27% of tech. So that's still not a lot. That's not even close to um, half and half. And so it's not as diverse as we think. And 
even just looking at sheer numbers, that doesn't tell you a single thing about the way these people are being treated at work every day and what goes on behind the scenes. So Emily, she interviews a lot of people and tells a lot of pretty scandalous stories about the stuff that happens, the parties they throw, the stuff that the companies sweep under the rug because they want to protect their high, quote unquote, high performing employees, or they don't want this to, you know, damage their reputation. They want people to want to work for their company. There's a lot of discrimination that goes on. Now, I'm not saying that every single person who works at these tech companies is actively discriminating. And a lot of this job of creating a good culture lies in the higher leadership, like the CEO, the founders. It's their job to enforce a proper work culture that is accepting of people. And a lot of times that didn't happen. So Brotopia by Emily Chang, quite a wild book. It's very entertaining. I'm not normally someone who likes nonfiction, which sounds kind of bad, but I've always just been a fiction gal. And that being said, I could not put that book down. Taking another bite of okra. I also have no idea what chewing sounds like on my microphone. I'm like, can you hear everything? Can you only hear a little bit? Like, what is, what is the balance here? It's almost two o'clock, which is another reason why I'm speeding up my eating because I've been trying not to eat as late as I normally do. Usually around this time is when I will have lunch, which is not like super late, but it also kind of is. So I've been trying to eat earlier. No one ever teaches you how to do a proper mukbang. So I don't know what like the ratio between taking bites and talking is supposed to be, even though I've watched them before. I've watched Colleen Ballinger's mukbang videos before. Um, Trisha Paytas. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay, we finished. Let's go. Dessert time. Well, not really dessert yet. I'm going to have some of the lentil chips. And you're going to hear some wonderful cracking noises of me eating the chips. So, okay, I'm going to take a sip of water because I'm actually pretty thirsty. I'm also pretty full, so I'm not going to have too many of these chips, but here goes nothing. Now, I'm sure that was a very loud noise on the microphone. My mom is probably going to come home soon, so I should probably speed up because I really don't want her to see me eating with this entire spread in front of me and like a camera right there. She's gonna be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so let's see, plans for later today that I'm gonna wrap up. Well, I'm gonna sit in on another class at Stanford. Big surprise. It's called Intro to Product Management or something like that. It's about product management. And I wanted to take it because I'm going to be a product management intern this summer at Microsoft. And I hope to learn some things about it beforehand because I don't know too much about PM as a field. And that's pretty much my plan for today. Okay, because I want to cover all my bases, I'm just going to have part of this cookie 
even though I'm, I'm really full, but this cookie looks really good. So I'm gonna take a bite of the cookie. One hour later. I'm just gonna wrap up because I am really full and I don't even know if I'm gonna be publishing this episode because I feel a little bit embarrassed that I even literally just did this. So I'm like, do I wanna post my chewing noises to the internet? We will see. And I hope you were listening while you were eating so that maybe you felt like you were talking to someone or that someone was aggressively talking to you even though you didn't ask. Um, yeah, make sure to stay connected with me on my YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at underthinkerpod. And I appreciate you so much for listening. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. Stay hungry.